0: you beautiful people this is the mindful wizard i hope you guys are having a blessed day what you are now currently hearing is the buddhist meditation music for positive energy this is supposed to be a chant to heal and the reason i'm playing it now is because i really believe that our planet is hurting as evident by the protest as evident by the disparity of economic justice Now I don't want to get into anything depressing, nor do I want to get into anything sad. But what I will start by saying is that the world needs change. And one way to change is by reflecting on self. S-E-L-F, self. What can I do to make this place better? What can I do to help every individual that is struggling? What can I do if I don't find it within myself to help to not stand in the way of justice. Now, I'm never gonna tell you what to do. I'm never gonna tell you what side to support. All I'm gonna tell you is support yourself and treat people with respect. End of story, regardless of what they look like. Please, for the planet. Now, it's interesting that this is happening because according to Eckhart Tolle in A New Earth, There's going to be a big shift of consciousness and i think that's what's happening so yes unfortunately we have to see the pain before we see the light now referring to my boy miguel don ruiz because i feel the spirit of the energy running through me and that's what i'm going to speak on don miguel ruiz discusses the time for the shift the time to wake up and the time to control your thinking now what i want to get into which wasn't what i intended to get into But once again, I'll just flow. I want to speak about three phases of awareness. According to Don Miguel Ruiz in the book, The Mastery of Self, he describes the three phases as follows. Phase one, awareness. Phase two, transformation. Phase three, love. I think what's happening now is that this constant problem in our society, more specifically racism and hate, is being put on the front stage we are being aware more aware of what's happening now we have a question do we transform it or do we allow it to stay the same i'm going to allow you to make your own decision moving forward i'm going to jump into something else what i wanted to discuss was a mouthful i want to talk about part of the fifth agreement and the three levels of understanding There's the victim mentality, which I've described. There's the warrior mentality, which I've also described. And lastly, the artist mentality. So I'll refer to all three quickly, and then I'll get into my real point of today, my real focal point. Actually, I went on a rant before even recognizing this. Let me stop and say thank you to all the listeners, our guests from last week. That podcast is jumping We got like 20 listens in less than 48 hours, which is pretty profound. It's like a download every other hour. It's incredible. And um, I just want to continue to flow. We have donations coming in, which is nuts. Um, Not that I didn't think we were good enough to receive blessings, but when they come in, it's like, wow, this is happening. And I'll leave it at that. All right, back to my point, though. So according to Don Miguel Ruiz... There's three ways to observe reality, right? I'll reiterate. Number one is the victim. Everything is happening to me in this lens. You're taking everything personal, and there's no freedom in the victim mentality. A lot of our people get trapped there. Do I blame them? No. I'm solely reporting. Level two is the warrior. He or she that chooses to fight their reality. He or, he or she And I say fight because it becomes resistant. It's better than just being the victim because the victim plays no part in their their own saving. Now, the, the warrior is important to understand because then you're in a constant spiritual warfare until you get to the point of the artist. Now, the artist is the hardest level to achieve, to attain, because at the artist level, you can take any level of stress and convert it. Now, let's change artist with alchemist. It's the same principle. A person that takes their pain and converts it. I've been destroyed. I've been hurt. But guess what I'm doing? I'm cultivating that energy and I'm giving it back times a thousand. And what the universe is doing is taking that thousand and adding another zero to it. The universe always gives you what you put out there. So put out love. Put out healing. Put out passion. And you'll get it back. I promise you that. I know I went on a rant. I didn't intend to. Now... Let me actually deliver the real message. So, I hope you guys enjoyed that little rant. Sometimes I just do that. It is what it is. Follow me on @MindfulWizard for more. Okay, <clears throat> that ad was brought to you by Mindful Wizard. All right, for real, for real. Now, what I would like to discuss is two things. Well, three. Let's get the first thing out the way. I am excited to announce that I will have a doctor, a paid professional speaker. He's going to speak on his struggles with depression and how he found his own way out of depression using mindfulness. He's also going to talk about some brain science, which I don't know enough about, so I'm not that excited, but we'll see. It might actually be mind-blowing. So let me take that back. I am excited, but I'm confused as to where the conversation's going to go. So I'll report back. I'm going to call him Friday night. And if I can get him to record by Sunday, I'll add it to this podcast. And if not, you'll definitely hear it on the next. So that's that. Shout out to the doctor coming in. Dr. Rosenberg. I'm excited that he'll be joining us. And that's just pretty cool for me and for the page. So I hope you guys enjoy it. All right. Without further ado to do whatever it is, whatever that term is. Okay. What I wanted to talk about was this. So let me give you the background and a little bit of foundation. A good friend of mine hits me up earlier today and is like, listen, I'm really stressed out. I said, what's going on? She goes, I have some friends around me. And I said, okay, cool. She goes on to say that when she needs support, her friends are never there. On the flip side, when they need support, she stops everything she's doing. Instead of getting angry and taking it personal, I said, what are these idiots trying to teach you? Sorry for the choice of words. What are these people trying to teach you? Lesson number one. But I gave her, I think, something that's going to help her for the rest of her life. And what I said to her was this. Moving forward, I want you to realize that you are the CEO of your own life. And anyone that enters your organization, your own organization, you give them a position to fulfill. If they cannot fulfill that position, demote them. Demote them, demote them, demote them. Or promote them accordingly. But understand that we are giving these people power. So, how does that make sense specific to the young lady? Okay, so if her friends are not giving her what she needs, she demotes them from friend to acquaintance. Once they get disrespectful, they go from acquaintance to stranger. You understand what I'm saying? And it has to be that seamless. Now, does that mean that you don't give people chances? Don't do that. I can't tell you what to do, but give people chances. Let them prove to you that they deserve to be in your life. Or let them prove to you that they deserve to be out of your life understand what i'm saying to you and just because you don't want to be in their life or vice versa they're in yours that doesn't mean they're bad people hey so i'm sorry about that we got cut off for whatever reason technical i guess issues or difficulties but i'll just jump back in to finish my point what i was saying was just because you have to cut someone off it doesn't mean that they're bad people it just may mean that you guys are no longer aligned your consciousness has shifted Now, that's why being skeptical, but learning to listen, shout out to the fifth agreement is a skill, become skeptical, learn to listen and study patterns. Now after 55,000 attempts to become a better friend with someone, if they're constantly failing you. That's when you kick in the self-love and you say, guys, I love you, but you're going to have to respectfully find another position It will not be here. It doesn't mean you hate people. You can love them from afar. You just don't have to include them in your inner circle. I'll leave it at that. Guys, I love you. I'll follow up with the doctor. Once I get some more information, this is going to be exciting. So let's get it. Love y'all. See you soon. Thanks for listening. What's up, you beautiful people? This is the Mindful Wizard. I hope everyone's having a blessed day. Uh, It's a wonderful out Saturday morning. The weather is beautiful, uh, specifically for my people in New York City. Uh, It's been a rough week. It's been a real rough week. We're here. I don't want to make this a depressing segment, but I do want to recognize all the efforts of the Black Lives Movement Matter and how much we've pushed for equity. I think we should continue fighting, and I think it's a wonderful cause. I'll leave it at that. Now, there's a few topics that I want to discuss for this week, but before I do, I need to mentally prepare for what I'm about to say. There's a lot of amazing things going on for Mindful Wizard, and it's a little overwhelming, so I'm going to do my best to describe them one at a time. So if you heard the earlier segment for this podcast for this week, I did announce that we would have a PhD professor, Dr. Rosenfield. He would come in and speak. To be honest, I don't want to squeeze his content into this week's podcast only because then I I feel like I would be doing the listeners, you know, a disservice. I don't like to do anything half-assed. So I believe that his segment will make more sense dropping next week. So let's see. So if you hear another voice attached to this segment, it's because I was able to squeeze it in. And if not, definitely stay tuned. So that's announcement number one PhD professor. Um, he's written about 10 publications. I know he's going to go into his own introduction. It's really cool. He's into neuroscience and he has a dope, interesting story. And what I really like is that I believe that adding the PhD professor, you know, Dr. Rosenfield, will give us a little bit more credibility. I always talk about mindfulness, but that's just me. And I like to believe I'm an expert, but it's also good to hear from other people in the field. So that's upcoming, just a quick little sample for you guys. Following Dr. Rosenfield, another young man is going to speak. And I'm not going to introduce his name because I don't know how much information he wants me to put out there. But you're really going to love this section of the podcast. That might drop in two weeks, so stay tuned. I'll make an announcement and I'll let you guys know. But what he's going to speak about is his struggles growing up as a minority male in new york city how that led to some some decisions that unfortunately put him in jail for a few years and then he's going to speak about his struggles what he felt in jail what he went through and just kind of like how his life has changed you know ever since he left jail so i'll leave it at that that's going to be sick i'm really excited so we got two really different guests both speaking on mindfulness you know, I'm really grateful for where the podcast and the platform has gone. It's only been a year. Uh, it's only been 21 episodes, so 21 weeks we've been doing this podcast, and I'm just grateful for everything. And, and let's just stay tuned, guys. So thank you again. Please stay tuned. You'll listen to two speakers. I think it'll be dope. It'll either be this week, next week, or the following, so so definitely stay tuned. All right, so now to jump into what I wanted to discuss mindful wizard Holla! i hope all of y'all doing well i was asked to do a video about toxic family but i also want to couple that with something that john the doctor that reached out to me and we talked about gave me an idea so i figured i can actually kill two birds one stone and combine both of these ideas in one talk all right so what i'm going to try to explain is toxic family and then growing up in difficult urban environments So first and foremost, let's start off with Toxic Family. Shout out to the person that reached out. I hope you're listening because this is special for you. So family is family, right? And it goes into what I said earlier today, earlier this week about demoting and promoting. You can't separate yourself from your mom. You can't separate yourself from your father. You can't separate yourself from your brothers, sisters, cousins. They are who they are now. The position that we give them, we control that. So, for example, if my mother was extremely negative, I would speak to her. I would talk to her about how she makes me feel. And I would try to reach a middle ground. If that can't happen, then I would slowly start to separate myself. I would understand objectively that she's my mom. But I would also understand that the level of self-love that I have for myself is stronger. right? Stronger than the need for her to... Be my mom, if that makes sense So yes, they're our family But we also give them the position In our lives If they don't deserve that position We shouldn't reward them with What comes attached with that I think a lot of people take Family to heart And I get it I Trust me when I say that, like, I get it But I've I personally, as the mindful wizard Have been doubted by my family as well So if I sit there and just you know, let family be family, then I'll never listen. Like, my own father has told me that he believed I was too ghetto, if you will, to be a teacher. And um, and that hurt me when I heard that at 18. But at 18, I was a different person. And I think I understood where he was coming from. He was trying to say I was too out there in the streets. I was too experimental. I was having too much fun to live a real life and to, you know, quote, unquote, and to be conventional And i explained to him like your thinking is old school not everyone is all buttoned up anymore like that's not the real society and this is the real me and i'm giving that out into the world and hopefully you know the right people will see that so that was a conversation that was difficult for my father and i to have because we come from so many different realities his reality is you know hard working working with your hands Coming home after a long day and having dinner served, like that's not reality anymore. And it might be for him, but it's not for me. So that's something that I think people need to be willing to have these conversations with their families. And if you feel drained after speaking to a family member, a friend, a relationship, anyone, then you have to be the one to set strong boundaries. So, yes, family can be toxic, but then don't let them become that accessible to you. Because if let's say you have limited energy, you start off your day with 100, like your phone is charged at 100. You speak to your mother, now you're feeling at 55. Is that fair to you? You know what I mean? You call your father, now you're at 20%. Is that fair to you? Like, it's not. And you have to recognize that. I've had toxic friends. I still have toxic friends. But the funny thing is this. I've learned that cutting off everyone isn't helpful either. Because then I just become the hermit. Right? Not that I dislike being alone. I enjoy my own company, but at the same time, you want friendship and you want opportunities to build with people. So keep that in mind. Definitely understand that people can be toxic and don't lose sight of the fact that people speak from their level of understanding. So when my father was trying to help me become a teacher in his own way, I think he thought he was motivating. When in reality, he was demotivating me. He was making me feel like shit. And I allowed him to do that until I recognized that I said, you know what? No, that's just one person's perception of who I am. I hope this makes sense. Also understand that there's 7.4 billion people out there and all of them are going to have a perception of you. You create your own version. Like Jay-Z says, you designed yourself and recognize that because if you don't, everyone's going to try to take credit for your success. All right. So I'll leave it at that with toxic message. Understand that people do that. Understand that people are negative. Some of them don't intend to be. Some of them just think that's just who they are and they don't want to change. And you have to be willing to accept that. So you can either accept or resist and resist is going to make you unhappy and accepting is going to give you freedom. So leave it at that. And I'll jump back in in a few seconds. Holla. What's up, you beautiful people? This is the Mindful Wizard. Hope you're all having a blessed day. This is uh, the last segment I'll share today before we wrap up the piece and the podcast. So I hope you guys are enjoying the background music. I'm going to do a little quiz. If you can identify what this song is, email me. First person to email me with the correct answer will receive a shout-out or maybe a free tank top. We'll see But definitely hit me up and we'll make it happen. All right, guys, I love y'all. Holla, check out the beat. Let me know where it's from. All right, now that being said, I wanted to jump in to wrap this up. I'm gonna talk about two quick things. Number one, I wanna talk about some of the challenges that students and young adults go through in urban environments. Shout out to Dr. Rosenfield for the idea. I'm not gonna go into the whole social, emotional, financial piece, we all know that living in poverty is stressful. I don't think I need to detail that. What I want to talk about, though, is the perception of how a young man should, keyword perception, and another keyword is should, how a young man should carry himself. I think it's poisonous to to teach youth this idea, this illusion that they're not allowed to have emotions. Growing up, you know, it was difficult for me to speak on emotion because I had to pretend to be this manly person. And, you know, I I became bitter about it because it was like, who the fuck am I allowed to speak to? And when I do speak, I'm being made fun of. So the culture that we include ourselves in is very important. But I also think it's important to note when the culture no longer supports the need and I grew up out of that mentality it was archaic it was old school and it's false I'm allowed to communicate how I feel and I'm allowed to express myself and so are you so if you're a parent or in a position of authority over a child be very careful what you allow them to express or better yet what you don't allow them to express because then we limit growth you know we teach people that it's not okay to be sad you know what I mean like We create the stigma around mental health, and then we get mad when when we don't get the services that we need. So I think people need to be very clear, very direct, expressive, and, and just real, authentic communication. So I'll leave it at that when it comes to some of the challenges that urban communities face. I don't want to get into too many details, but I will say that it is difficult for people growing up, especially if they're not allowed to express themselves and then they feel isolated. And the culture is strong, right? And we can be prideful, but that doesn't necessarily mean we have to be arrogant. You know, there's a big difference. We can be prideful from our past and our roots, but that doesn't mean that we can't, you know, refresh or upgrade our thinking. And I think moving forward now that we're in this interesting time in human history, we definitely need to start thinking about emotions and what we allow people to express and just creating safe environments where they feel open and allowed to speak their minds and stuff like i don't think we've created environments where people are allowed to truly express themselves without being subjected to hate or embarrassment or whatever the case is so on another note on a funnier note hopefully you caught the transition from hidden beat that you will guess to buddhist music in the background so hear that out real quick while i drink this coffee give me a few seconds Ah, all right so that was topic number one that i wanted to get into some of the challenges that you face especially in urban environments i'm pretty sure it's like that in suburban and rural environments where everywhere people aren't allowed to express themselves fully i'll reference something back you know back a few years ago that happened to me when i lost my eye for those of you that are new to the podcast i'm blind from my left eye i was attacked when i was younger and um I shouldn't have been in that position, so you don't have to feel bad for me, because if anything, it led me to discover myself, and it actually created Mindful Wizard, right? I alchemized the pain, and now I'm here using it to give gifts back to the listeners and whoever else needs the information. But the point I wanted to make was that when I lost my eye, I was sad. I was isolated. I needed someone to speak to, and... For my father, you know, no fault of his own, he wasn't very emotional. He wasn't emotional and he wasn't taught to be emotional. So when I came looking for a, a man to help me, it was very like, oh, deal with this shit yourself. So then I went to my friends and I'm like, yo, I'm going through this. And, and, and two of them actually made fun of me. I still remember one of them was like, oh, you're 19. And I was saying, like, damn, I shouldn't be going through this. I'm only 19. And that became a joke to them, that line, I'm only 19. And I was like, damn, that. I'm seeking help, and I'm being authentic, and you guys are turning me away, and if anything, y'all making fun of me for that. So I realize there's a deep poison in our culture where we don't allow people to speak on who they are and who they want to speak on. Like, Like we take emotion as weakness, and when in reality, that's not accurate. I think a strong person can speak on how they feel. It has nothing to do with being a man or a woman. It's just authentic. And we need to break free. So what I'll probably do is focus a future podcast on toxic masculinity. And I think we can really focus on that. But to wrap it up and not to keep you guys listening for too long. Shout out to the Mindful Wizard. Definitely check me out on Instagram. The last thing I want to say is this. I'm going to share something with you. Something I read in a rabbinic text. I've been looking for this for years. I'm fucking blessed that I finally found it. Um, It's a story told to rabbis. I read it. Back in my first uh, undergrad program, I was exposed to it during rabbinic studies at Brooklyn College. It was actually a really cool class, and I'm glad I took it. But let me relate it to what I'm talking about with toxic family, toxic masculinity, and labeling. So I'm going to read it word for word. It says, <clears throat> I am planting this tree as a gift for the people who will be living 70 years from now. They can enjoy eating carob on Shavat too. Just as my parents and grandparents planted trees for me, so I plant cheese for my children and grandchildren. So when I first read the story, it was like, let me give you some background. Basically, an old man is sitting under a tree eating fruit. A young man comes up to him and is like, what are you doing? The old man says, I'm enjoying the fruit. The young man says, "Oh, okay, cool. Then the old man comes out and says, and the reason I'm planting the seeds now, even though I won't be around in 70 years, because the tree in theory in this story takes 70 years to bear fruit. So the young man is like, why would you plant a tree that you're not even going to be around to see grow? And his response is so that our grandchildren and children can enjoy the fruit of the tree. And that refers to knowledge, generational wealth. We need to start putting generational wealth. Not debt, generational wealth into our family lineages. It's not about, you know, money and the acquisition of money and just hoarding money. It's not about that. It's bigger than that. It's about putting children in a position where they don't have to struggle for the rest of their lives. I'm not going to have children. I don't think I'm going to have children, but I have nieces and nephews. And the business that I'm setting up hopefully can help sustain our family for years moving forward it's bigger than me and that's the reason I want to start sharing that with our people i think a lot of us think for self we need to start thinking about 30 40 70 years ahead of time and that's what this story is teaching in the rabbinic text i would like to share it with you now so it's called the story of honi h o n i and and just look up 70 years and honi and you'll find the link to the story read a, it's like a two page story but it teaches a lot of truth And I think we need to start aiming towards healing generational curses. The last thing I'll say is that I'm not blaming our families, but now that we are the future, we can no longer say we didn't know. You do know. And this is the time to act. So I hope that message makes sense. I hope that whatever you do moving forward is going to benefit the younger generation. And let's just keep pushing I love you guys. I appreciate you. Don't be scared to donate. There's a button at the top. That monthly subscription will really help us support to continue growing the page and get the information out there. So I want to thank you once again. If you're interested in being a speaker on the podcast, just reach out. I'm on Instagram. Just DM me on Instagram or email me at mindfulwizard at Gmail and just say, hey, this is my topic. I'm interested in speaking on the podcast. All right, guys, I love you. Stay tuned. We got some really cool guests coming up in the next few weeks and we'll leave it at that. Amen and have a blessed day.